Welcome to the Apostolic Girl Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson. And today on the show, I'm going to be interviewing Miranda Smith. And I'm so very excited about it because Miranda is someone that I met on Instagram uh, about a year or two ago. I'm losing track. And Miranda, you may know her by her Instagram page, which is Sweet Little Smith Farm. Miranda is a decorating genius, and she um, her page is just so visually attracting, um, and she's funny, and she shares so many things about her life, recipes, farm life. I'm a city girl, so I love all of her farm stuff. I just look at her in amazement. Um, she is just such a really down-to-earth person. If you follow Sweet Little Smith Farm, um, then you'll know who Mondays with Myrna is. And um, Miranda is just a hoot. And she's someone that you just wish you could have as your next door neighbor. And you could go over and sit down at her table and drink tea and coffee with her all day long. So um, we're going to have a really great discussion today about authenticity. And um, Miranda, I am just so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, if anybody's qualified to talk about authenticity, Miranda, it's you because your oh page <laughs> is just, it's just the epitome of authenticity. You are just so real and so you, and it's very attracting from a marketing standpoint, like it's attraction marketing. When And the neat thing about Miranda, I just want to tell the audience this, is that if you were to go to her page, you wouldn't even feel like she was selling you anything. And that is the beauty of attraction marketing. Miranda just brings you into her life and you feel like you're Miranda's best friend, even if you've only followed her for a week. <laughs> and that is the, the most genius way to market. Um, and so um, I... I'm beyond excited to have this talk with you today and see what our listeners can glean from your um, from your style. Can you start us off, Miranda, by just telling us about your background? This is the Apostolic Girl Boss podcast. Tell me how you became an apostolic. Sure. So I am um, actually fourth generation apostolic Pentecostal. Um, my great grandparents, um, Emma and John Love, were some of the founding members of Life Tabernacle Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, under the leadership of Bishop B.A. Spell. And um, so both my um, great-grandparents um, went to church there years and years and years ago. And so then my grandparents, of course, were born into it, along with both of my parents. Um, and so we went to church there until I was about three years old. And then we moved to the Dallas area um, through my childhood years. My dad um, had a job offer here. And so we lived here until I was about 12. We missed family. So we decided to move back to Baton Rouge and we um, stayed there for about three years. And um, again, for job reasons, it just wasn't working out. So my family moved back to the Dallas area where we have been since I was about 15. Okay. And when did you, what a strong heritage, when did you make the decision on your own that you, this is what you wanted? You wanted to stay an apostolic, even though it was in your family for four generations. Yeah. So I 
I received the Holy Ghost when I was nine years old um, and was baptized in Jesus' name. And then, of course, I think every young person as a teenager comes to a crossroads in their life where they have to decide, okay, I've come to this fork in the road. What decision am I going to make? You know, um, and you have to lean on your relationship with God. And um, thankfully, the things that had been instilled in me, along with the leading of the Holy Ghost, you know, kind of made that decision for me. I decided, yes. you know what, this is the way I want to live. Um because I had seen God bless my family, bless my parents. And yeah, so that's kind of, and I met my husband when I was 15. Wow. <laughs> and he was a pastor's son. Um, and I think he was a godsend because he, he strengthened my walk with God. He complimented my walk with God instead of taking away from it. Wow. And so I was so thankful for that. And that just kind of led me, you know, and, showed me that um, he was the one. <laughs> Aww. And you you guys have been, uh, you've been able to raise three boys. Tell us about that. Yeah, so our boys are, um, our oldest is going to be 20 in a few weeks. And then our middle son is 17 and our youngest is 16. And um, they have kind of been in the role of, pastor's kids for about <laughs> seven years now, a little over seven years. Um, and they have done wonderfully. It's not an easy job they've found out, but I'm proud of them. They're really good kids. Our oldest son is, um, he is actually in training to be an EMT paramedic. Um, he's already got his firefighter certification and he's in school right now for his EMT. Mm. Our middle son um, is going to be a senior in high school. And then our youngest is going to be a junior this coming year. So Wow. Wow. So they, um, you said they've become pastor's kids in the past seven years? Yes. Okay. Tell us what you did before that. So um, before we kind of, you know, helped my father-in-law, my husband was um, kind of assisting his dad. We were youth pastors. I've kind of okay. over the music ministry um, in the church for many years. And then um, as far as, you know, secular work, I was in the banking industry and I worked for um, a bank for almost 10 years. In the last three years, I was a, a bank manager. Oh, wow. My husband actually was, um, he worked for different cities um, as like a public works director and he was licensed in like the water utility department and that sort of thing. So he kind of ran water systems for quite a few different cities. And um, so our lives kind of took a total shift when we took over pastoring. <laughs> <laughs> and you took over pastoring for his family? Yes, for his dad. Okay. Yeah. So. Wow. So then did you stop working at the bank at that point? Not immediately. It was one of those things where, um, again, I was a bank manager and was trying to juggle all of my new responsibilities with the mm. church, along with um, responsibilities working for a bank, which if anybody's worked for a bank in management, you know, it's not just a cut and dried nine to five. Mm. <laughs> you get called after hours and you have to show up early or stay late. And so, mm -hmm we just quickly realized that it was draining me and I had to kind of make a decision 
what I wanted to focus on more. I felt like I wasn't giving a hundred percent of me to anything. Um, yeah. I felt like every area of my life, whether it was my family or the church or my job was only getting like a, a small piece of me. And I didn't feel like that was fair. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had to prioritize and say, you know, what is most important? Mm-hmm. So, um, we decided to downsize and, um, sold a home, sold okay. a vehicle. And that's kind of when we moved here six years ago, um, we bought a fixer upper. <laughs> Good for you. That's so awesome. Um, and then, so tell me how sweet little Smith farm started the Instagram page and the whole brand. I really, I think, yeah. I, I let me just interject that I am a decorator wannabe. Like I, <laughs> I love all things decoration. And so when Miranda first started commenting on my Instagram page, which is how we met, um, she, she was commenting under her personal page. And so I just connected with her on, um, on a personal level. She was just the sweetest thing. And then one com- one day she commented and said, I'm my other page is sweet little Smith farm. And so I clicked on that and I was blown away. Like I was like, Oh my goodness, this is the farm of my dreams. Like this is so amazing. Like, and I'm drooling over every picture you guys, you will see what I mean when you go to Miranda's page. So (laughs) tell me how did that begin? Like the, the page, the amazing pictures, the, yeah. The branding, like, a, you know, I'm not, I'd love to know if you even know that, that what you're doing in, in terms of branding is genius. Like, are you not aware of that? Like, do you have marketing <laughs> background that I don't know about? Not at all. I do not. <laughs> that is a total accident. Are you serious? It must it just was. be your gifting from God because <laughs> you are, you're doing all the things right that I teach people to do um, and have been teaching people to do for years. And that's sell yourself and people will be attracted to you and then they'll then they'll be attracted to what you are selling and so um tell us about how that page started because if people were to go onto your page they wouldn't even think you were selling anything which is you actually are but you do it in such a way (laughs) that people don't know that and that's genius okay I I will stop talking now that is so sweet It definitely was an accident. Tell um, me about it. It's it's actually kind of comical because when we bought this place six years ago, um, it was not glamorous at all. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, our plans kind of went awry. And when we bought this place, we intended to live in my brother's RV in the driveway for about six months while we remodeled. Um, so when we closed on this house... Mm-hmm. We pulled the RV in the driveway. I had already packed up six months worth of clothes, everything we would need through the winter months. And um, we pulled the RV in our driveway. And after much turmoil, my husband and my brother and my dad realized that the electrical and whatever all that terminology is that I have no idea about would not support the RV. So we had to make like literally a split second decision to move in this dilapidated house. (laughs) Oh my goodness. While we remodeled, which we did not intend to do. Um, So we had to take all of our belongings out of the RV, find a room in the house that we could live in. Um, My mom and my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law came over to help me clean um, to make it somewhat livable. And 
it just took off from there. We completely gutted the kitchen down to bare bones. And so I had and you were of, snapping pictures of all of that. Yes. Um, okay. We had remodeled actually before in our early married life. Oh goodness. Two or three times. And so I kind of knew what was to come. My husband and my father-in-law and my dad are actually really gifted in that oh, sort of thing. Okay. Thank the Lord. Okay. And so, um, we had a lot of family members and I had friends like, I want to see your updates. I want to see what y'all do. I want to see the before and afters. So I was like, you know what? I'll just start a separate Instagram page to maybe just keep up with, you know, before and afters of what we do. And that's how it started. And then it just kind of took off. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. And it just has kind of evolved into more than that, which I'm, I'm thankful for. It wasn't intentional, but <laughs> I'm kind <laughs> of I'm awesome. thankful for it. It's an outlet for me. Well, so how do you know what to put up every day? Like, what is your, what are usually your thinking behind showing up for your audience? I think that's the <laughs> one thing. If I had to say that the one thing that I think as part of your audience, that, that as your audience, the thing that we appreciate is that you show up ev- like all the time and you're just there <laughs> on stories, on your you're letting us into your life, like in, in every possible way that you can. Obviously, there's ways where you can't, but um, it, it's just all good stuff. Like, how are you able to do that? And I guess this is the part of the conversation where we could switch into our main topic, which is authenticity. Tell me, there's so many of us, myself included, Miranda, that are on Instagram and feel like, well, I'm having a really bad day today. So I think I'll just put up a quote and leave it at that because I really just can't show the world what my day is like today, but maybe tomorrow. How are you able to just show up in all the fullness of who you are all the time like that? So consistent, so consistently. Talk to me about that. Oh, goodness. I am. Um... I actually, one of my faults is that I'm very scattered at times. (laughs) So, um, sometimes what I do is planned and sometimes it's just on a whim. Okay. Um, it depends sometimes on if I have content or collaboration that I've done with a business or a boutique or anything like that, that sometimes will determine, you know, what I post for that day. And then sometimes it's just real life. Um, sometimes it's just a picture of, my kitchen that I haven't changed for months or sometimes I may have added a few seasonal changes for like, you know, lately for the 4th of July or something like that. Um, so I, I really don't have any set rhyme or reason, like I said, unless it involves a collaboration. So you don't just plan it out. So it sounds to me like you're just, you easily turn that camera on and you just allow us to be with you when you're making your cocoa, when you are, um, you know, cooking a new recipe. Like, I love that. Like, it's just so informal and it's just so like, we're just friends over your house. Like, (laughs) I'm glad that people feel that way. What's the secret (laughs) sauce? Like, how are you able to be that authentic Miranda? Um, And, and you know what, I guess what I'm asking, let me, let me just be more specific before this call, you and I talked about how this was something that you, you intentionally set out to do was be authentic. And so that's where I want you to go with that explanation. Maybe you should start back at the beginning with how, how you were worried about something. Go ahead. True. So I read somewhere one time that it takes courage to be yourself in a world where you're constantly told that who you are isn't enough. And I guess backtracking for me, um, 
I was raised in church. Um, so, you know, living for God and, and being an apostolic Pentecostal is, is no problem for me. But, um, seven years ago when my husband took on the role of pastoring our church, I had this, um, this fear that I had to morph into a person, um, that I never had been before. And, um, I guess like a a perfect person. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so I guess authenticity is something that God has given me peace about Mm. over the past few years. Um, it's important to me because there, again, seven years ago, I had to fill a role mm-hmm. that I never filled before in my life, you know, and I had this preconceived notion that being a pastor's wife came with a strict set of rules, you know, and one of them being that I'd have to give up being me or I'd have to give up being my true personality in order to just be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I found that not to be true. Um, you know, growing up in church, you know, from the outside looking in, you would see pastor's wives. And at the time I would think, oh, you know, they're just so reserved. They're so poised. They're super proper. And, you know, I thought, oh, I've got to give up being who I really am in order to be like that. Mm. And, you know, now that I've filled this role for seven years and I have become very close friends with other pastor's wives, I've realized that is the furthest thing from the truth. (laughs) Um, because growing up as a teenager and as a young adult, I, I always had a very outgoing and, you know, bubbly personality, I guess. Um, those that have known me for years can, you know, speak whether or not that's true to them. But, <laughs> um, but at first I almost mourned thinking, you know, oh, I've got to throw away the real me in order to be this, you know, people pleaser. But then I thought to myself, do I really have to sacrifice my true authenticity for acceptance. Wow. And I thought, you know what? I would pray about it and, you know, cry out to God and be like, God, you know, because in a way I don't feel like that we can truly reach the lost unless we're real and unless we're authentic because yeah. people can see through that very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. I like what you said. Let's go back a minute. You said that you couldn't be the real you. Um, because you need, because you needed acceptance as a pastor's wife. So did, I guess, on the flip side of that is you would feel um, the fear of, like you said, people pleasing and feeling just um, like perhaps you might have been hindering a, a new, a new saint or something with, with something that might have um, caused you to be judged. I don't know. Like, I guess all those feelings are running through your mind as you're thinking, feeling trapped in this person you felt like you should, you're going to have to be now. Is that what you mean? I think so. And just, um, I realized really quickly on, like I said, that, um, people are drawn to authenticity that they can see through if you're not being true to yourself. And I had to stop and think, you know, okay, as long as my actions are appropriate, as long as my actions are godly, my intentions are godly and not offensive, then I should find joy in being, you know, the unique person that God called me to be. Uh-huh. And being that person that God called me to be in turn is going to reach the lost because then they're going to say, you know what? I can be real too. Yeah. And, you know, when you're vulnerable with people yeah. um, and they see that you're willing to, you know, expose yourself and say, you know, 
I'm real. I'm a real human being. I have real hurts, real pains. You know, I have triumphs. I have victories that you can relate to them. Mm-hmm. And they can see that you're not this untouchable individual that sit on this pedestal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like how you are um, continuing to share sides of you that that are just goofy and fun, like the <laughs> Monday with Mern. How, what is that called? Mern- Mondays Mon- with Mernie. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Mern Day, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how did you come to that? How did you? So, where did that come from? Is that something you've always been doing, Mernie? No. So <laughs> it's kind of a long story. So. When I was a teenager, one of my very best friends, her name was actually Kelly, ironically. That's funny. Um, she used to say my name, Miranda. She used to say it so fast that it sounded like she was saying Myrna. Uh-huh. And then when my husband and I met, my mother-in-law kind of shortened it. And she just started calling me Myrn or Myrnie. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, I do have this goofy side of me that my family and friends see quite often. And so <laughs> um, then that, that funny little Snapchat filter caricature, Mernie just kind of came to be. And, um, <laughs> I love it. There again, that was one of those areas where I just had to be brave and be like, you know what? My intention is to make people laugh. And, and so um, I've had so many people message me and they're like, <laughs> on the, on the Mondays that I haven't shown up or Mernie hasn't shown yeah. up. Yeah. They message me and they're like, we want to see more of Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. I mean, we're all just sharing our phones with people. Like, have you seen this? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is so funny. This is my friend. You've got to see her. And there it's again, really I think that, um, you know, with my authenticity, I have days, like you said, where it's just like, you know what? I feel kind of blah. I don't mm. really feel like showing up. So if I don't feel it, I don't fake it. Um, if I don't, if I don't get on and just be my normal self and be like, Hey, you know, I'm just going running errands with my mask on or something like that. If I don't get on at all, then I probably am not feeling it that day. And it's the same thing, you know, with the Mernie thing. Gotcha. Um, If I don't, if I don't feel it, I'm not going to fake it. So when Mernie gets on there, it's like genuinely something that has me tickled or. So, Miranda, <laughs> you must have a lot of energy then because the amount of consistency that you have with your page, you must, you're feeling that quite often because we, I feel like we spend a lot of time with you as your audience. Like my favorite parts of your um, page are when you're just going about life. Like when you come from a thrift store, which I mean, you probably haven't done now because of the whole lockdown and pandemic, but. I can remember times when you'd come from a thrift store and be like, you know, um, I didn't get that olive tree because it was, you know, $5 and I wasn't (laughs) going to spend more than three. (laughs) And that better be there tomorrow in case I change my mind. And I'm thinking, I love her. Like she and I could go thrift shopping together. Like you're just, (laughs) you must be one of those people that's optimistic, right? The glass is always half full because you can turn that camera on and just think your thoughts out loud. And it's just so adorable. How do you do that? For the most part, I have been throughout life. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's just my personality. Like I try to see the good. I try to see the good in everybody and the good in every situation. Um, and I, I don't know if I inherited that from a parent. I mean, mm-hmm. or I, I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's just me. 
Well, okay. Talk to the person who does it doesn't have that kind of personality. How much, how much authenticity you think is good for the general person? Like, do you think everyone could do what you're doing, or do you think that you do have a filter somewhat where you're you kind of consciously don't say certain things because you don't want to appear a certain way? Like, tell us. Like, where's the line with the authenticity? Sometimes I think that, too, because I encourage people to be themselves. And then I think, well, you shouldn't really be completely yourself. You should be your best self. Wouldn't you agree? True. I agree. I think I would say probably 90% of the time I'm, I'm an upbeat person, like you said, that sees the glass half full. Um, and there again, being authentic means that there are days that I feel like, ugh you know what? I just don't feel like doing today. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I've learned that, um, our outlook on life is what determines our, our mood for the day. Um, we can either choose to see joy or we can choose to see the bad. And so I had a bank customer years and years ago. Um, he was an older gentleman and he was, um, a rancher, And every Friday when he would come in the bank, I would say, hey, Raymond, how are you doing today? And he was like, best day of my life. (laughs) And you would have to see this, this, this man to know um, the weight that that statement holds because um, he had severe arthritis. Like his hands were just gnarled up and he would walk with a limp and he would always tell me, He said, there's always someone out there worse off than I am. And he always, he always came in the bank with such, you know, a pep in his step and he just had a smile on his face. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be like that. No matter what I'm going through, I want to be like that because his attitude was contagious. And by the time he left, I always felt just so uplifted. And I was like, God, I want to make people feel that way after they've been around me. I want somebody to walk away and say, you know what? I'm going to choose to see today in a good light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miranda, I love that. And you are like that, just so you know. And you're very conscientious about it. Like there are times when you're, you're, you'll you're get on and say, you know, I hope that my page doesn't make you feel anything negative. Like feel free to unfollow me if it does. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. And don't get are, me wrong. I have, yeah. I have close friends. Um, and of course my pastor's wife that I can lean on or I can vent to, or, mm-hmm. you know, I go to her for counsel, of course, and I highly respect her wisdom in my life. And so having people like that, I feel like too, kind of keeps you on course and it's very, very important. Um, yeah. That's awesome. You, you know, that I think you're, page is like one of the best marketed pages on Instagram. You actually sell something. And I wonder if the audience even knows that. And um, before we even get into telling them what you sell, if people don't know already, um, which honest to God, Miranda, I didn't even know until yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) We were texting each other and I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? And, um, and I asked you what you did for money and you mentioned what you sold. And I was shocked. I thought, Oh my goodness, has that been on on her page the whole time? And I didn't, I haven't seen it. Yeah. So, um, okay. So before we tell people what you sell, what I want to do is just kind of share some 
flaws in in marketing that I've had to go through. And that's when we when we start to sell a product, um, we lead with that product. And years ago, I sold um, some healthcare uh, a healthcare line, uh-huh. and um, and I, every post had something to do with the healthcare line. Every post, yeah. And it fell flat on its face. Like, and looking back, I think about it, and I I think to myself, um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the actual job didn't fall flat on its face. I actually rose in the company, but the the initial stages of my Instagram journey fell flat on its face. It didn't grow. The page didn't grow very well. And thinking back after I finally figured out how to make it work, I looked at the old uh, page and I thought, well, that's why it didn't work. It's because who wants to hear about a product every single post? Nobody. No, nobody wants to be sold. True. And I think that's what you do so well, Miranda, is you just let people into your life like a friend. And and it's done so authentically, if we can use continue to use that word, that you people come into your house, literally, watching you cook and decorate and so on. And we sit down and we kind of take a seat and you make us laugh. And then you just casually take what it is you're selling and you use it in front of us. And that is the perfect way to share a product. So why don't you go ahead and share with people what it is you actually do sell? As I'm sure some people like myself are going to be shocked. <laughs> so I have actually been, um, I have been a distributor for Young Living for five years now. Um, and I think, I think the core of, um, like you said, being authentic when it comes to selling a product is that I, I honestly, I'm not a salesperson. I don't, I don't push it. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I initially started selling Young Living, I only joined the company for my own benefit, for my own mm-hmm. health, um, because I was going through some health issues at the time. And I don't believe in pushing something. I don't even push it, actually. I don't believe in telling people about something unless that you're actually, that it's worked for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, I sell Young Living and I also, of course, make a tad, a little bit of money um, doing collaborations. Not a whole, whole lot, but I do. And so I've kind of kept the same rule of thumb, even with collaborations, that mm-hmm. if it's a product somebody has asked me to try, then we have an agreement that I'm going to try this. And if I don't like it, then I'll send it back to them and I, I won't market it to the people on my feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of kept, like I said, that rule. And so with Young Living, it's been the same way. Um, throughout the last five years, I I use um, a ton of their products. Um, we kind of, over the last five years, I've kind of shifted our household into, you know, more of a clean living, clean eating. Um, uh, when I, the, even the cleaning products that I use now are all, you know, thieves based for instance. And I don't like push that every day, but yeah, you know, on certain days I'll just be like, you know, I'm cleaning the, you know, uh, the sink today or something like that. And I'm using, yeah. my, and I really don't even do it on purpose to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I, I just, like you said, I'm showing, just sharing your life. Life. And through that, I have awesome. message me and they're like, hey, tell me more about that. Yeah, that's and awesome. I'm actually a terrible, terrible salesperson. 
No, you're the best kind. You're, you really are. You're the salesperson that we all wish we had in our lives, which is just sharing what works with, for you. Yeah. Um, now, this podcast is listened to on several different countries. I want you to tell people who don't know what Young Living is, what exactly is that? What, what exactly do you sell? So Young Living is actually an essential oil company. Um, we sell um, essential oils, pure, therapeutic grade essential oils. But um, over the years, they have also um, branched out and they sell supplements, um, diffusers. They sell anything from even laundry soap to toothpaste. Um, my goodness. I, I use, I'll just say what I use. I use. Yes. Tell us what you use and why. Tons of the why oil. Do you use it? <laughs> I use a lot of the oils. Um, some of them I take I, um, in a capsule. Some of them we diffuse. Some of them I use for cleaning. Um, I take probably, oh my goodness, eight or nine of the supplements, especially right now. <laughs> wow. But I take a lot of the vitamins and supplements. Um, Miranda, can you back up and tell us what, for those of us like, like myself, I really don't know a lot about essential oils. Can yeah. you tell us, I have some and I, I use them when I think about it from time to time, you know, I sniff them and I'm like, oh, that's nice. What, um, what exactly are you using what for? Do you mind going into a little bit of that not, with us? Not at all, because I okay. kind of learned it over the years. Um, oh, goodness. For instance, um, lemon oil. Lemon oil is really good to diffuse. Um, it cleans the air. But I also love using lemon oil to get um, hard, sticky substances off of a surface. Oh, um, wow. So you just put it on a little sponge or something? Yeah, or even like a paper towel or something. Okay. I uh, use a ton of lemon oil too because I paint a lot, and sometimes with oil-based paint, okay, get the paint off of your hands. Um, and I don't like using mineral spirits because of the smell. Okay. And so lemon oil will take oil-based paint right off of your skin. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. What else do you use? Um, I use lavender a whole lot. Um, I actually just used it this past weekend. Um. You can use lavender oil on a fever blister, on a scrape, on a cut, um, all kinds of things. Really? And it actually, it soothes, you know, the hurt on a cut or something like that. Wow. Helps speed up the healing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. What else? And this then I also, <laughs> I also <laughs> take, um, I take a combination and this is actually the, going back to the very, very beginning of me using Young Living Oils. This is what I started on. I take a capsule of Digize essential oil, um, peppermint essential oil and lemon essential oil in a capsule every night. I take it because it. When you say you take it, you're drinking this in, no, into your system? I put it in a vegetable capsule. I put the drops in a capsule and then I just take the capsule. You swallow it. Okay. Yeah. So I started taking it because I was diagnosed with, um, I was diagnosed with silent reflux. What's it called? Silent reflux. What is that? Um, well, pretty much when I sleep at night, I have really bad indigestion. Hmm. Uh, and what happened was it caused scar tissue in my esophagus. Wow. I had to go have an endoscopy and they had to use balloons to actually stretch my esophagus because of the scar tissue. Oh my goodness. And, um, I was also diagnosed with, um, ulcerative colitis. Okay. And that's kind of 
what got me started in Young Living. Um, I had a doctor prescribe me a bevy of medications that she pretty much said I would have to take for the rest of my life. And I felt so despondent. (laughs) Really? And so a good friend of mine who's a pharmacist who also happens to be um, a naturopath, she was like, hold on a second. I have an answer for you. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of what got me started. And And uh, it's been helping or you wouldn't be doing it for five years. It has. It has. The gastroenterologist I seen told me, I'll probably see you back in a few years because you'll have to have your esophagus stretched again. And it's been five years now and I haven't had to go back since. So praise God. Yeah. That along with, you know, um, intentional eating habits, you know. Okay. Well, I won't ask you what intentional hab- eating habits are because I'm afraid you're going to tell me I shouldn't eat something I want to. I like to eat. Don't even get started. That's one of the that's one of those areas that I could go on forever. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll have to have you back on the show for that one, um, Miranda. You have been such a joy, and I can't even believe it's over. It seems like we've only been talking for five minutes. Tell um, the audience how they can find you if they're interested in young living or if they're interested in collaborating with you, um, all of that good stuff. Why don't you tell them how they can find you? So my um, Instagram is actually um, sweet little Smith farm, no spaces or underscores or anything like that. And if anybody's interested or has questions about young living, then feel free to DM me. Um, I'm also on Facebook at sweet little Smith farm. And I'm also on Pinterest under the same name. So I have three different social media platforms. I also am hopefully in the next week or so launching my blog. Um, I'm a little nervous. (laughs) So (laughs) the blog is actually sweetlittlesmithfarm.com. Okay. So that's going to be launching really, really soon as well. Uh, Well, you've become quite the influencer, Missy. (laughs) I love, I loved your celebration when you reached 10K followers and you had balloons and stuff. I'm like, oh, that is so sweet. Like just, it's exciting to see your audience growing and your list of friends. Really, that's what it's about is connection and, and uh, making an impact on people's lives. And I know you've made an incredibly positive and happy influence on my life. And so thank you for being there. You know, as apostolics, we need each other and when you can't physically be with someone, you can open up your Instagram and find their page and feel like you're with them. And that's exactly what you do for me. <laughs> so thank you for that, for doing that for me and for really everybody else that's following your page. It's for just bringing us along as a friend. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that concludes today's episode. Um, and we will see you all again in a couple of days for another one.